Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome. The Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Good morning, Andy. Morning, afternoon, time zone, travel. We're here. Time travel. That's right, man. Can I start the show with a shout out? Yeah, of course. I want to shout out Dirtball Chris Wolf at underscore Viking Wolf, who sent me a dope minor league baseball hat. He sent me a hat for his local minor league team, the Daytona Tortugas. Just a fire hat. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he saw a fire minor league hat and was like, Joe Prano needs this. And I appreciate that thoughtfulness. So I'm going to start the show with a shout out. What's a Tortuga? A turtle. Turtle, right? Yeah. Now, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. By the way, they're a Cincinnati Reds affiliate. So there you go, Andy. Oh, nice. Together. Nice. I was having this conversation the other day. Minor league teams are such cooler names. Yeah. Like the originality and just the cool uniqueness of minor league baseball. I would argue among all professional sports minor league baseball has the coolest names well there's just so many teams that they have to like go levels and levels deeper and stuff like that but also you know minor league baseball like i i I almost wish like you had to attend a minor league baseball game once a year to like renew your membership to buy major league baseball tickets. Cause just the vibe, the attitude, everything around minor league baseball is so great. Yeah. And then you got the people who are just like pretend baseball fans. They're like, uh, Tortuga is offensive because that's a Spanish word for turtle. And you know, there's just so much going on with immigration in this country. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Just relax and enjoy baseball. I, uh, I would argue, actually, this could be an interesting discussion that minor league baseball is more fun. Well, it's clearly more fun. That's not even a question. It's more fun. But if, if the but, determining factor is fun, it's way more fun. There's but, always way more going on. Promotions, the the this ballparks, like this the size of shit, the prices. But the, uh, the, you know, it, beg, it begs a serious question then. How can not the top level be the best quality product off the field as it is on the field? Right. Because uh, owners don't give a fuck about giving you anything to get you there. The, the great part about minor league baseball is that you need to draw fans in. You need to get them there. You know, if you're a random minor league baseball team, it's such a small area. I mean, you go to minor league ballpark with few exceptions, you know, they're half full and they only hold four five, 6,000 people, whatever it is. So they're desperately trying to get people there. And sadly, 
I would say one of the biggest problems with Major League Baseball is they don't make an effort to get people there at but all. But that's they my don't point. Do hot dog fucking night. Dollar. They don't do anything. But, the, they, but that's my point. If if okay, you have eighty one home games, and I, again, I don't know the economics behind it, but we've already discussed this. If you have eighty one home games, you should have some sort of promotional event for all eighty one games. Now they do a lot, but. You should have dollar hot dog night. The ten, economics of it are that they 10 times a year have done the, the economics of it and they don't care because they have their regional sports networks and they have parking and they have all the other shit that they kill you on. They're not going to spend the money to do whatever. Like that's why they do bobbleheads because that became a cult thing where people are coming and buying extra tickets just to get them so they can resell them on the internet. But like, you know, for fun promotional nights, people just don't do them. They just don't care. Major League Baseball is, I mean, you, you talk about there's a disconnect between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball as well, how the affiliates don't take care of their players that are below them. Like, they treat it like it's a separate thing, and it's gross, and it's just proof that, like, you get, you have ownership at minor league levels that care about, those are people who want to run a baseball team. And then major league owners are people who want to make money. But again, I could argue both can exist and you can still make, I I don't know. I'm just curious. You would assume they've done the economics and they've crunched the numbers behind it. But again, I'd be curious if a team just went all out one year and said, okay, we're going to go crazy on the promotions let's see how many people this brings to the ballpark will it actually cause a net increase i mean i i think revenue the, the, the fun of minor league baseball it's not all in the promotions either like it's just a better vibe that ba- that major league baseball like refuses to embrace yeah i i just it's just it's just to me it's it's an easy home run play on words that like it's an easy home run for the fans for the team for the experience and also fiscally for the team if you do a dollar hot dog night we've seen it you're, you're getting at least 85 percent. i don't care what stadium full i would argue you're making up for that lost revenue on what the hot dogs normally cost by increasing the fans i don't know but minor league yeah thanks for reminding me I got to go catch a uh, Louisville Bats game, the AAA team. They're right by downtown by the river. I know. Are they a Reds affiliate yeah, as well? They're AAA. So it, it, I've driven by. It's right along the freeway, but I've never been to a game. So I want to uh, I want to check that out. Then they have the non-affiliate out in Florence, Kentucky, called the Florence Yalls, which – Chris Sabo managed for a while. They are they're a independent team. Correct. And a classic, classic minor league team called the Yalls. The Florence Yalls. Defensive to Southerners, how they talk. Well, um, we might as well just hop into baseball talk. We're already talking Let's baseball. Oh. I've given up on baseball season, but sure. Let's dive in. I want to talk about Fernando Tatis first. Comes back. He hasn't played in a long time. They put him in right field, which he's never played. 
goes four or five with two bombs. This dude, unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, insane athlete, obviously. Uh, his dad, a utility guy for the majority of his career. Um, so obviously his father had experience playing all around the ballpark, but you know, a, a freak athlete, just like a no brainer that he was a shortstop growing up, but he's been, he's been, you know, suspect in the field, like all, all the highlights, none of the, you know, stability they have Cronenworth, uh, filling in for him, playing a great shortstop while he's been out. And the chatter was there. And honestly, I think it takes balls for the Padres to do it. And I think it it's like pretty fucking awesome for Tatis, who's 22 years old, who's no doubt about it, one of the five probably faces of baseball, um, to say whatever helps the team. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down to give it a fucking shot. I tweeted it yesterday. And obviously, you know, triggered some some fans as as every any mention of Derek Jeter does. But I said more of a team player at 22 than Derek Jeter was in his entire career. I mean, he goes to right field as one of, you know, as an MVP candidate. Yeah. And Derek Jeter won't move to fucking second base or the outfield when A-Rod comes to his team. And, you know, it triggered people. But like the bottom line is, um, is it was it a shot at Derek Jeter? Of course, you know I love taking any shot at Derek Jeter I possibly can, but it's more of a praise of Tatis, who at 22 years old, you know, with all that he's already accomplished, uh, to you know to have that, to have the ability to say, yeah, cool, I'm down, I'm down to give it a shot, I'm down to play, you know, I'm down to shag some fly balls in uh, in rehab and see what happens. Good for him. I'm so fucking on board. To root for him and the Padres. Yeah, well, they need him. They're they're not going to win that division. They're going to be battling, most likely, the Reds and a few others for that last final playoff spot. And even though he sat all those games, he's still leading. Major, I'm sorry, not Major League Baseball, the National League in home runs. And uh, they got a tough road ahead. I've I've been scouting the schedules, of course, and with that division. They have so many tough games. They're going to need his bat. Like the Reds, nine of their last 21 games are against the Pirates, which is so great for the Reds. The Reds still have seven games left of the Marlins. Like the Reds have a much easier schedule. And the Padres have obviously the Dodgers and the Giants and a bunch of those games left. But it'll get interesting. I, 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 uh, I almost forget that there's that extra wild card team. So that's just a one game playoff, right? Against the Correct. better, better wild card team. The two wild card teams will play and then one. So what'll happen is right now, the way it's pacing is in the NL, it's almost certain that Dodgers. the winner of the West will play the winner of that wild card game. It's I mean, right, right now, I mean, Milwaukee have they have they jumped to having the best record in the NL? No, they're close though. Right. And so your Reds are what? How how far back are your Reds? Three games off the wild card spot? Two and a half. Okay. I've given up. I've they're eight back of Milwaukee. They're just not going to catch Milwaukee. Milwaukee's too good. Yeah. So it right now would be Dodgers, Padres. Okay, so Milwaukee's still four and a half games behind San Francisco for best record in the NL. 
Yeah. Unreal, San Francisco. Good for them. Just keep winning. Now the Mets, of course, have to go there. Mets go there, and then L.A. this weekend. You catch a game? Nightmare. I'm, I'm going to two. I'm going to Saturday with the seven line. You know, our Mets our Mets uh, fan club, unofficial, official Mets fan club. They're, they're doing a takeover. So I've got two seats uh, for the takeover. And then Sunday, I'm going as part of Chris Wilde's birthday celebration it's his birthday we're gonna go him his kid maybe his wife or an unknown fourth so going back to back saturday and sunday not not you know not the best strategy to go back to back days but like i'm i'm in they're both both day games i believe you're gonna walk some miles and some traffic time yeah you will not be seeing trevor bauer though i will not be seeing trevor that would be that would be remarkable if I did see Trevor Bauer. I don't think it's going to change between now and the weekend. Well, he's finally spoken via Twitter. Yeah. He has spoken. So the, the Washington- weird thing about that, go, go ahead. I'll start with like what, what immediately struck me from the Trevor Bauer thing. Does this is the Washington post did a huge piece on him. And is that piece is already out. Yeah. Okay. So that's not this accuser. That's multiple other accusers. And he's saying they're just trying to dig up stuff. They're going to old flings, old hookups. Now, there was something that baseball hit as well, which was leaked as far as other problems he had with another female. So like... He responds on Twitter. He he posts a video screenshot of a psychotic girl texting. Him. No doubt about it. Yeah, she's psychotic. Yeah. And, and I texted you. I was like, this is when he's playing for the Reds. She was coming to Cincinnati. And I was like, and I didn't even realize it's like, dude, why is he on his phone? Like my first thing, was, why is he on his phone during like he's this is mid game. Yeah. And you, you said these guys go check their phones, which to be honest, well, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, mean, I don't like that. Like mid game, he's going, I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of them go to check their phones, but I'll tell you there's in baseball, there's two, like every baseball team, like, like it or not, this is the, as a tale as old as baseball. It's really pitchers and position players. Like you can divide teams by, you know, Spanish speakers and American speakers, uh, you know, lefties and righties, but like the real divide on every baseball team. And I'm not saying it's like a, like a negative argumentative divide, but pitchers and position players are two totally different worlds. And, uh, you know, once you get to the level of like high school baseball, the guys who are just like straight up pitchers, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, (laughs) what are we doing here? So, you know, the idea that, whatever uh joey vado is going into the clubhouse in between innings while he's on the bench and checking his phone it's it probably never happens but the idea of a pitcher who is a starting pitcher and therefore pitching yeah yeah therefore not sitting in the bullpen not potential like zero percent chance he's going in the game i mean those guys were fucking sneakers yeah those guys were turfs you know what I mean? He's not playing in that game. So he, you know, 
there he's going in and out of the clubhouse at his leisure. You know, we talked about Fernando Valenzuela used to sit on the dugout until he got so hot in his jacket that he'd go and lay and take it off and drink 30 Coors Lights. Um, This is just what pitchers do. Uh, They're, you know, especially the guys who are full on starters, not going to get in the game, not going to pinch hit, not going to come in in any situation. They're in and out. They, you know, they might not spend the whole game in the fucking dugout. They could just retire to the clubhouse at some point. But for me, as I'm reading these, these exchanges that he's posting again, I'm thinking, dude, why, why are you continuing to go back and forth with someone in the middle of a Reds game? Yeah. Like it's one thing to check your phone, which I, again, I'm not the biggest fan of either, but you're going back and forth with a crazy person. So this was one instance that he's trying to show the other side of it. This is kind of how I feel right now. This is you want to hear my take. My take is this. He's getting himself involved with some crazy girls. Like girls who like it violent sexually. But you, you, you know, again, it's that it's the, it's that circumstance where two things can exist. Everybody wants one or the other. He's he's innocent or he's guilty. Why can't they both exist? Totally. Why, why can't this he, is the equi- This is the equivalent of OJ showing texts with somebody and being like, "She look, she's not. She wasn't murdered. I dated girls and didn't murder them." And it's like that doesn't mean you dated girls and did, and like the idea. I read the whole thing. I didn't read the Washington Post article, and I'm just going. This isn't even the girl we're talking about, right? Yeah, it's not. So who gives a shit? So it's you're not like, even suspended for this person that you're discredited. But I think this might be one of the girls from the Washington Post. I'm not right. exactly sure. I should know on that. Cool, but start by start by fucking saying any give any evidence whatsoever. Well, he he has on the girl that's filed the restraining order. He has. And now they're saying they're claiming those pictures were photoshopped. You know, it's a classic. He said, she said. Now, some of those texts that have been released from that girl, again, she did agree consensually to rough sex. Remember, she liked it. But then she said he went too far, which, again, can exist as well. Totally. But the, the problem with Trevor Bauer and we talked about it up front with what she wanted and what she got, whatever is. Dude, if you're apologizing, if, if if there's tons of evidence of you apologizing, her saying you knocked me unconscious, I'm sorry, I went to like, I don't understand how you can be leaking texts where you're apologizing for your actions and also saying you didn't do anything wrong. Either you did do something wrong or you don't have anything to apologize for. Well, the latest update as of just a few hours ago. He's going to face her in court, which is rare, according to what I read. So he is going to show up to court. Again, this is not a civil lawsuit. This is not a criminal lawsuit. This what, that's why they say this, this is very bizarre that he normally these are very quick hearings because she's filed a restraining order, right? Normally, there's no witnesses. There's no presentation of evidence from what I read. It's normally... Lawyers agree in front of a judge, boom, 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 papers are signed, right? But no, that's not where this is headed. He's like, I want to face her head on. So they're both going to have to appear in court. No criminal charges have been filed yet. So that's ongoing. He's 
he's not backing down. His lawyers are not backing down. They are not going to, at least as of right now, they are not going to file any sort of settlement. She's not even asking for money right now. That's what kind of makes this whole thing different. This isn't Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson, they're trying to settle financially. Right. This is, she try, she's trying to front, file a restraining order against Trevor Bauer. And this whole time he continues to get paid by the Dodgers. Right. The Dodgers don't give a fuck. The Dodgers are spending all their money in the world. They got, they, he never has to come back. They'll happily pay him. You know, don't even fuck with the clubhouse. We already got Scherzer. Scherzer is doing to the rosin bag what you did to that girl because he's so tough, such a badass. They already have their starting pitchers. There you go again. There you go with the Max Scherzer. The the, the Scherzer blasphemy. I I don't know where it comes from. It's not blasphemy. What's blasphemous about it? Did you watch the game last night at all? Do you watch the ESPN broadcast? I didn't. It's just this, you know, my, my Max Scherzer issue is remains and i got into an argument with the dirtball who didn't like the shots at max scherzer last time the argument isn't that max scherzer did anything wrong except to pretend to be mr fucking badass tough guy who then uses no trade clause to demand a trade to the defending champs and the only and the highest spending team in baseball so it's like okay are you a badass competitor or are you kevin durant because it seems like you're kevin durant but that scene again, uh, we're going back to that argument. It seems like you're the one saying that. I've already said he's already won a title as the best pitcher on the Nationals. Okay. So, so he's nothing, not. So, so nothing to prove. So he's, but my point is he's not Kevin. Kevin Durant didn't win a title until he jumped ship to Golden State. Yeah, but that does, whether he did or he didn't, the, the problem with Kevin Durant wasn't that he went to Golden State to get a title. The problem with Kevin Durant is he went to the best team when he was a guy who had an MVP who joined a team that was 72, you know, and, and by the way, here's the difference between the Warriors team, Kevin Durant joined and the Dodgers team that Max Scherzer joined. The Warriors weren't defending champs. Max Scherzer used his no trade clause to force his way to the best team. And he's Mr. Fucking. Oh, I'll, I'll pitch out of a garbage can. Well, you won't pitch out of anywhere the East Coast or anywhere north of a certain latitude or anywhere basically that isn't on in Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles. Well, again, I, I don't agree with you on that. I think these are different situations. To me, they're almost apples to oranges on this. I think well, you don't I think you don't like him because he's been you've had your team's had to face him so many years and he's such a badass pitcher. Oh, I love him as a pit. Again, I don't think he's did anything wrong. By the way, the great part about having a no trade clause is picking where you're doing. The only thing he did wrong is this fraudulent tough guy act that he does. It's just, a, it's just a, it's a sham. So that that's what it boils down to. You, you think in your eyes, he puts on a tough guy bravado and you think it's fake. I, well, I know it's fake. He does this fucking the Mad Max. It's a whole thing. The scowling. It's it's all. By the way, it's always been fake. I always thought it was fake, and now he just proved that it was fake. Back to Bauer, real quick. When we're talking about, you know, what he's always put on. Now, now Bauer is someone. Do you think any of this? Because you have. I, I think I have to bring this up. He's been very outspoken in Major League Baseball. 
He is outspoken on his politics, on a lot of his feelings on stuff going on in the world. Do we think any of this has anything to do with it? What like, do you mean? Like people want to get Bauer. A lot of people don't mm. like Bauer. I I don't think so. No, Who, I, I I think you're over. You're just, overestimating just how many people there. even know about Bauer's personality and whatever. Like, so there's multiple things at working against Trevor Bauer here. One of them is he's not likable for sure. For sure. One of them is he's on the Dodgers. You know, one of them is his agent is a woman who's, you know, fucking you know, coming out and, you know, some people would argue turning her turning her back on her own gender and covering up shit that he's done with women. But the I think the the thing that's working against him most is that he's not apologetic in public while he is apologetic in the text. Again, I think it's like there's a ton of evidence here that shit went haywire. You've apologized for it but then you're acting like you did nothing wrong. And it's like, bro, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like this is, do you, did you do something wrong? Like he, what he should have done is he should have fucking laid it all on the line. And if he laid it all on the line, laid it all out there for people, then what, what is he apologizing for? Answer that answer what you're apologizing for. Because it seems like you're apologizing for knocking a girl unconscious while you're having sex with her. And you're suspended for it. She wants a restraining order. Yeah. Yeah. This is really dragging on now. And I think part of the hearing is where we'll finally get some sort of I don't want to say conclusion, but it looks like Major League Baseball will have to do something after whatever happens with a decision with the judge. But the the what could be crazy though is again, you have a team that essentially, as, as far as the rumors go, don't want him back. Yeah, who now have a ton of starting pitching. So if he's under contract. He could just be out of baseball and getting paid to play baseball. It's crazy. I mean, I've seen some wild headlines on him, too. I saw one that said he should never be allowed to pitch again. It's like, dude, what world do we live in? Like, 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 uh, until things come out, like, my, my thing, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point as I get older, just like, no, nobody cares at the end of the day. Like, and that doesn't say it's right, but, and by nobody, I mean, teams don't care. Fans don't care. I don't care the sport. If you are good at putting the ball in the hoop or hitting home runs or pitching or playing football, I I ultimately think people just don't care. Uh, And I couldn't agree more. It's like, whenever you criticize somebody and somebody attacks you on, like at this point, we don't have to do Jesse Stanga style, like deep dives, like, Every time I've said anything about Bauer or Scherzer or whatever, you, you, the person fucking comes at you, you click on their thing and it's like, ah, oh, they've got a Dodgers header. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, Derek Jeter, Tatis, better team player than Der- Derek Jeter was in 20 years. Fuck you, you piece of shit. You click on it. Yankees, you're like, you're like, you don't care about anything. You, you, the, the evidence means nothing to you. Yeah. You're just standing your team, which, by the way, goes across the board with everything that we're going on. What we're going through right now. Fucking leaving Afghanistan. Oh, here's this guy fucked up. It's like, guys, uh, how how long were we supposed to stay there and be failures at it? How fucking long were we supposed to stay there and be failures at it? You know what Joe Biden fucked up with Afghanistan? Not leaving day one, day two, day three of his presidency, day four. He fucked up by letting it last this long. Oh, they, they weren't ready for it. Well, what the fuck were you guys doing for 20 years? Yeah. What were you doing for 20 years? But um, Team America fucking rah-rahs. But, but, but no, it's, it's both ways. And then Team Biden wants to blame Trump because he started dealing with the Taliban. Team Biden should, tr- should fucking blame George Bush for going there. Team Biden should blame the fucking U.S. military who had 20 years and accomplished literally zero. Well, to, to me, it's it's uh, except wasting money and killing people. It's it's embarrassing. Like, like the Afghanistan stuff to me is just it just furthers my stance on involvement, my, my opinion on why we don't get involved with other countries and just it doesn't matter. The president it doesn't matter. The party. And it's just sad. And, and, and to be honest, I'm just going to say it to be honest, like everyone out there with such strong opinions, like this is why I don't vote for a mainstream president ever, ever. They're all the fucking same. And you guys can all argue with each other. I'll just sit back and laugh, dude. I'm, I didn't vote for Biden, uh, but is Biden doing a good job? Like, like I have a higher bar for good than what any president has accomplished. But like the idea that people are pissed off. That he fucking they left. It's like insane. The idea that that there couldn't be more evidence that we have wasted so much time and money. Joe Biden fucked up that he didn't fucking pull it out. Day one. Get the fuck out of there. But that's what I'm saying. All, you have all the evidence, just like we have for all the things the Deshaun Watson, the fucking Trevor Bauer, whatever. Doesn't matter what evidence you see. You go, no, no, no. No, I have American flag in my bio. No, I have said, and I, I will say it again. I hope we get locked down again. I hate everybody. Well, I fucking hate everybody. I don't want to see any of you people. You're all garbage people. All of you. I'm well, sick of it. Well, that's a good segue for Joe to hop on Talkspace. Sounds like he's a little worked up. Guys, Talkspace is a great app that I think we all need in America. Because over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. And if you go on Twitter, you will see a lot of people struggling with their mental health. And Talkspace is a great app because you can connect with a licensed therapist 24-7. Which is what I think a lot of people need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People get on Talkspace find out why why they're self-sabotaging, lying to themselves all day, every day. And we have a discount code. So... We do. And and I'll tell you what, I love using Talkspace. I love the app because you can send unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. You can schedule live video sessions. And look, guys, whether it's something serious like coping with 
you know, a death or a hard breakup, a divorce, or if it, you just got some stuff on your mind, PTSD, you have talk space and we, I couldn't recommend this enough. And I know a lot of people out there are struggling, especially in the last year and a half. It's been really difficult for everybody, no matter your circumstance or where you came from. So start feeling better with a single message match with a licensed therapist. When you go to talkspace.com and get a hundred dollars off your first month with the promo code dirty, that's $100 off when you use code dirty at talkspace.com. So take advantage of that and uh, please take advantage of that. Get some, uh, get some stuff off your chest, man. I know I always feel better when I talk to somebody and uh, somebody who I definitely enjoyed talking to this weekend was Yoshi. Yeah. Now you listen, we got to. I want to, I want you to take me through your thought process because originally your response to Yoshi publicly on the show was like, no, I'm not helping you. I'm not going, I'm not whatever. Like, fuck you, Yoshi. You were just like, Yoshi, it's crazy that you're calling me for this. And now you're at his show. No, 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 no. He was, no, first of all, that's a little different. My, My response was, dude, like take an Uber to the airport. Right. Did you drive him to the airport? Well, he stayed with me. He, he also did a change too. Right. So, so here's what happened. Yoshi was just in town for one night. Russell Peters was headlining the Liberty Township Funny Bone on Friday and Saturday. He had four shows, two shows a night. By the way, that Funny Bone is out there. It's relatively newer. I mean, it's, it's 35 miles from me. It's three counties away, I think. So it's out there. So the Funny Bone used to be right in Cincinnati. Basically, It was across the river in Newport, Kentucky. So like from the, the old Funny Bone, you could see downtown. You know, you're right next to downtown Cincinnati. So they moved it. I just, I mean, you'd probably know more than me, like these comedy clubs, and they move out in the oh, burbs. They do it all the time. Put them in fucking malls. Put them in big space where the fucking rent's cheap. Put them in and wherever. That, and that's what this is. It's yeah. in a giant, new developed area in Butler County. You huge club, by the way, huge like mezzanine section. You know, yeah. it's next to all. We don't need it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Anyway, I love the old funny. The book. big, the big, uh, the big corporate the funny bones improv the whatever they're major league baseball i like minor league baseball comedy clubs you know that's a good point i mean Brandon, this place was massive yeah so he's uh so he's working with russell peters and and i had never met russell so, so yoshi's like just come hang out in the green room so uh you'll love it so i get in there and uh i walk in the green room and you know it's like the other comics and russell peters and uh Yoshi just, he like introduces me. And then in front of everybody, he goes, oh, I got a funny story. I almost killed a homeless guy one time when I was going to visit Andy. And, uh, and then of course, Yoshi tells a story and whatever. I, I had in the green room for like two and a half hours during the show. I watched maybe a couple of minutes of Yoshi's set, but it was basically just all us comics hanging out. And uh, Russell's hilarious because he just roasts Yoshi the whole time. So he's known Yoshi for 18 years and he, dude, he knows all this. And Yoshi's like, yeah, I do his podcast. And, and Russell be like, wait, is that the podcast that like you'd be staying at my house, Yoshi? And you'd say, oh, wake me up at 7 a.m. Because I had to take four different buses. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, that's that's the- <laughs> you remember when he would do that? 
So uh, Yoshi was going to go straight to the airport after the show and sleep at the airport. And I was like, what? He's like, well, you know, my flight's really early in the morning. I was like, don't you have a hotel room? And he's like, well, it's like he's, he was even farther away from the airport. Well, I didn't want my buddy to come have to get me again. I had another friend who took me from the airport. So now was he flying out of Cincinnati? Yeah. So the Cincinnati airport, way closer to you than it is to wherever this comedy club is. Yes, way closer. So I said, Yoshi, just just come. Dude, I'm in a house. I don't. I, it's way too big for me. And uh, so Yoshi, Yoshi comes back. We go. We go He's to. Like, walk. But I'm sleeping in the garage. <laughs> Yoshi, you don't have to sleep in the garage. I have four bedrooms. No. So Yoshi and I go after the show, we go to Waffle House, which is so funny. And Yoshi's like, I love these places. And it's just, it's funny seeing Yoshi in like middle America at a Waffle House. And we come back, we end up shooting the shit to like 2 a.m. here. And I was like, dude, I gotta get to bed, Yoshi. Like, we gotta leave here at 6.30 in the morning. And apparently he didn't really sleep. He was doing laundry in the basement and <laughs> there's no one like him. He's unbelievable. So Yoshi's continuing his weird tour. He just visited Waco, Texas, where David Koresh's compound. But now, was. why didn't he just work two nights with Russell Peters? Because Russell didn't actually book him on this show. He was he was Russell's so cool. Like he'll give guest spots to people on the road. And Yoshi was trying to introduce Russell to somebody else. The irony was they couldn't find the first comic for a minute. And Russell looked at me and he's like, you want to go up? Like he was joking, but I don't think he was. And I was like, dude, I can't go up. I haven't done comedy in a year and a half. Like I'll ruin your show, man. And then he told me, Russell told me, he goes, oh, so you're the guy who ran the hostel show because Yoshi would always talk about that. And I never knew what he meant because he'd go, I'm performing at hostel tonight. And he's like, he's like, I thought he'd always say hostel. I didn't know it it was a hostel in Santa Monica. Classic Yoshi. You know, Yoshi has a brother named Yoshi as well. Is Yoshi their last name? No. So Russell Peters was telling me, this. he's like, ask him about it when he gets off stage. So Yoshi is short for something, both of him and his brother. So his brother's a skateboarder. Okay. And he's obviously the comedian. And I, I don't, I mean, dude, there's, so it's there's like Yoshi Noya and Yoshi Yama. <laughs> There's so much to unravel here. So Yoshi's continuing his weird tour this summer. Guess where he's going? But let's see if you can guess. Trevor Bauer's bedroom. (laughs) He's going to South America to do what he calls the Nazi tour. Oh, great. He's going to all. You know how all the places. Yeah. The Nazis escaped to. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize this. A lot of Nazis went to Argentina, Brazil. They had safe haven in South America. He wants to visit where the Nazis went. Hmm. I mean, what is his end game here? I just don't know. He's like, well, saw that. Check it off the list. And then people will be like, you ever been to where the Nazis hit out in Argentina? He's like, oh, yeah, I've been. Oh, yeah, I've been. It's pretty great. Dude, he's been to Afghanistan as, as this news is unfolding. And, you know, he's like looking at his phone in the green room. He's been to Afghanistan three times already. He's been to six. Like- I think he said 63 countries. He's insane. So, so he's, he's doing these weird tours and I keep saying it's a show and one of Russell's buddies was there and 
they're actually working on a show with Russell. He's just on the road with them. And he's like, I, he's like, I want to, I think that I was like, you dude, you're in Hollywood, make this happen. Like make, give Yoshi a show. And he's like, this is fascinating. So he gets Yoshi's number to, you know, talk some ideas. And Yoshi is so stoked about Ohio. He's coming back. I'm going to do a mini weird tour with Yoshi. This, this is what, this is what our plans are. He's flying back in December, I think, because he wants to visit Shawshank, which is in Mansfield. That would actually be cool. They do, they do tours for that. You're like, no, nah, not really. It's a fictional movie. No, it's based on a real jail. In yeah, Mans- it's based on a real jail, but I'm saying like. You can go, well, you can go visit that, that jail, the Shawshank jail in Mansfield. Yeah. And then Yoshi wants to go to. He's so fucking weird. He's so weird. He wants to go to John Holmes is from Ohio, the porn star. And so is yeah. Tracy Lortz. Okay. So, so he wants to visit their childhood homes. <laughs> so weird. He's like, do you want to do a mini Ohio tour with me? He's like, I'll pay John your- Holmes. I mean, what that, that one cross checks multiple boxes for him, you know, porn star and murder investigation. Yeah. I don't know if I can say this on air. Ah, oh, I don't uh maybe I should. He, he's working on a project. I'll tell you off air. Okay. I don't know if he's talked about it. It's fascinating. I'll tell you off air. But yeah, it was it was it was good to see Yoshi. A quick uh classic 12-hour Yoshi visit. He hasn't paid he told me this. He hasn't paid rent in 10 years. Ever. In the last 10 years. It's insane. He's been couch surfing or living with people he knows for 10 years. Dude, there's no one like him. No, he's insane. He's an insane person. So he was really open up. Everybody just wanted to talk to him. All the comics or whoever, anybody like, you know, is with, with Russell, like, like he stole the show. So I guess Yoshi used to even he'd befriend these hookers and a lot of times he'd send them gifts through the years. Okay. He'd be like, Oh yeah, you know, she had a kid and I I'd send the kid a toy in the mail. And I'm like, what? Maybe send Russell Peters or Randy Puga a, a gift for sleeping on their couch for the better part of a decade. Stop sending toys for hooker tots. Toys for hooker tots. Unbelievable. He, he's unreal. He's absolutely unreal. So I uh, hope you made it there, Yoshi. I think you made it safely and uh, continue your, your interesting world tour. Where, where was, and where was he headed next? He was going to New York. To fly to South America? No. And then he was going to Boston. Right. And then he was going to Vegas. And then he was, because Russell was like, dude, you want to work with me in, in San Diego next week? And then I think he might be working with Russell in San Diego. He said he traveled, Prano, he said he traveled last, you know, when everybody stayed home during COVID. Yoshi's like, it was great. No one was traveling. I couldn't leave the country, but I visited almost every state in America. He's like, he's like, and I wasn't even worried about it because I have the antibodies because they inject me with it in 89. Yeah, he was talking about some experiment he might do that pays 30 grand. He's like, but you're locked up for 60 days. He's insane. 
He's yeah. going to travel the world because he spends two months at a time locked in a laboratory. He's unbelievable. So uh, we're, we're going to, you know, I think we'll maybe get him back on the show at some point if he, uh, if he makes it back. So those, those are my tales with Yoshi. Uh, I want to I want to come out right now on something. I, I messed up big time last episode. And, I, I, and you brought me down with you. I did. And uh, we have a uh, we have a very, very worked up call about it. I'm going to play. Ruther, I'm so fucking embarrassed at you right now. This is Morgan. This is regarding you getting got on the fake Jason kid tweet. You got got. You made it a show topic for like 20 minutes. You got got. It's fake. That's why you can't believe it. It's not real. So he's angry. Well, I'm a little angry too. Uh, okay. You guys because, are angry. Because I didn't know. I didn't know. I just assumed... You know, I don't look at the rundown much. I don't like click on things much. I didn't. I assumed that your source was an excerpt from the book, an ESPN article, a Bleacher Report, or whatever. You just took a random tweet from the internet from a random person. The guy when I finally saw the tweet, it's like some guy with four hundred followers, and the first reply is somebody like laughing out loud. He's like, "Thank you, I appreciate that. I worked really hard on this." Well, hold on, hold on. I did get got, but you, but it's a random person's tweet. You didn't even read the mentions. No. Well, look, first of all, I, I didn't, I didn't do my homework. I'm, I'm owning up to it. First of all, that was a funny bit we had. So I don't really care. Like the other stuff is true. It, it weaved itself in what the guy did. He was pretty smart. The stuff about the Christmas practice and all the, the Android stuff, all that stuff was true, right? And that's all coming out in the book. So he weaved that in. And the same day when I was when I was reading the stuff about Christmas and the, you know, what was going on, I was, I was at Petrulia and the practice and him asking if, if they should practice the next day. All that stuff was true. Now, to be fair, this guy also grabbed a screenshot, which looked like an excerpt from a book. I, I got caught, but whatever. Like I, by the way, I believed the uh, water park thing. The the part of it when I was when you were describing it that I was like, "There's no way he wrote this on a whiteboard." There's just yeah, no way. That was, was pretty. And then ridiculous. I, I literally after the fact was like, "Our players on the box, our former box people, like, like literally trying to have a Jason Kidd smear campaign," and I literally at one point was like oh i forget because i forget who you had mentioned as like the first person in that story and i was like i gotta look this up like i gotta see this guy on the record and that's when i texted you and i was like bro the only story i can find about this is one random guy's tweet well a few publications may turn that into an article as well look i i was i was stupid and I was gullible, but there's now, there's, now there's, is this why you had to promote Barry last night? Is this like some sort of like you're like, oh, I've I, I now owe one to the dupers of the of Twitter, the fake dupers. Yeah, that's exactly it. 
But Barry, well, I was Barry and I were, were texting. Barry is really wanting to get on the show again. And I straight up told him, I said, I said, dude, you're not coming on the show unless you admit Brady's the, Brady's the GOAT. Oh, he's not coming on the show even if he admits Brady's the GOAT. He's not coming on the show. We're not do- We wouldn't have Jameis one of one on the show as an anonymous person. That's now the rule. You're not allowed to come on the Dirty Sports anonymously. But we have Barry on twice. Yeah. And now we have since changed our rules. It seems like you have. Yeah, because remember, Jameis one of one wanted to come on the show. And you were with me. We're not having people on as fraudulent people. Well, I was with you on him. I, I here, Here's my thing on Barry. And I told him, that. I said, dude, when the season ended, you were doing your stuff. You know, you do your stuff that makes me laugh, but you get serious about Brady. And I told him. And then, and then him and I started going back and forth on text. And I was like, dude, like it's, you're just not going to admit it. And then he was, you know, he was getting real nerdy. Like he always does with me on these deep dives. And I'm like, look, man, I like, I I don't want to argue with you on this. And then uh, the irony is, and then he got suspended like a few days after that, after like us texting. He tweeted out a picture of himself last night. A real picture of himself? Yeah. I told him to do it. Why did he do that? I don't know. I keep telling him to do it. Why but, don't you just be the person that you are and 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 lean into hating Tom Brady? It's okay. I hate Tom Brady. Well, he. you know what, though? He's got a mask stuff because... Twitter, it's not even just the impersonating thing, which obviously gets him, but Twitter is on to his, like, he's going against the policy of avoiding permanent suspension because that's a thing. So when he gets emails, they say, your account has been suspended for violating Twitter rules specifically for violating our rules against evading permanent suspension. Note that if you attempt to evade a permanent suspension by creating new accounts, we will suspend your new accounts. So he's in Twitter jail forever. I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe things will change for you. If you just admit that Brady was the best. That's what I tell him. I think you should just lose the, I think you should just be a, be a person who puts together very factual Tom Brady, like truth videos and be that guy, be the face of it, own it, just own, own that you're that guy, own that you think LeBron's the goat and Brady's not, and you have all the statistical and video evidence to back it up, but I don't think it matters. Do it. I don't even, like I said, I, I think Twitter at this point, it doesn't matter if he was actually going to be himself. I think they know they have the information that he's trying to evade permanence because once you get suspended, aren't you done forever? I have no idea. I don't know, but yeah, I got, got the Jason kid story. I fell for it, but like, yeah, like Morgan, my, my take with you, man, like, don't, why are you so worked up? Like, I thought that was a hilarious segment on our show. If anybody Prano can be offended, I am offended. We had one source, but but, but a random Twitter account. But also, you have to take accountability as well. 
It was. I thought the, it was. I mean, I, yeah, it, I, on, it was on the rundown. And you know what I had on the rundown? Just the link to the tweet. If you click, I don't run, read the rundown. So whose fault is that? Well, I mean, listen. Hey, take some accountability. I can take some accountability for not reading the rundown. But had I read the rundown, you would have known. I would have known because it would only been one random person's tweet. Yeah. Is Jason Kidd still a lunatic? Yes. Yeah. It it actually definitely hurts me that he doesn't actually go to the thought of him going to amusement <laughs> park four days a week. I feel like you got, got I, I feel like you got got because you were just really wanting some other adult to be in the amusement parks. I think that's part of it for real. I wanted it. I wanted it. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like I have, I have a thing that like, I need to get to Kings Island again. They don't do weekdays anymore, but like, I need to get on some coasters before the year ends. I got two weekends left. I don't think I, you know, it's amazing because you, you, I, I feel like you were able to kick booze after your thing because of this, the way you are, but just like, no matter what it is, you just like aggressively go all in and then you'll just like total fall. You're like, I'm a marathon runner. I'm a fucking marathon runner. Now you're just like a coaster aficionado. I'm not a coaster aficionado. It's just pretty thrilling, man. <laughs> like it's a, it's a good adrenaline rush. I, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty, pretty fun. I mean, I love a good coaster. Nothing wrong with it, but I've just never seen somebody who goes so like whatever they randomly pick up on. They're like, yep, this is my thing now. I'm I'm Mr. This. Well, I'm not Mr. This. I still run. I haven't been doing marathons, but yeah, I mean, I'm still doing yoga. Got my ass kicked today at that. Sp- speaking of yoga. Have you tried your uh, FitBot app out yet? I mean, I was playing around on FitBot. I wasn't, I haven't done any workouts from FitBot yet, but I have been, I, I installed it. I explored in it. Well, Joe's making a good point about my dedication to keep doing the same thing over and over again and switching. So guys, if you want to change up your workout, I couldn't recommend FitBot enough because it'll, uh, it'll give you exercises that are built for yourself so they can create a workout that can fit what you want, what you need, all these different things. They have an algorithm that uses data and analytics to help you build on your last workout to maximize your results. So I've been using FitBod since we got the app last week and it's great because you don't need equipment. FitBod has body weight routines for anyone who's looking to get fit at home or on the go. It's really easy to use. They have video tutorials to make learning new exercises very easy. And what I love is FitBot integrates with other fitness and health apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava. So personalized training, as we know, is expensive. But FitBot is only $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year for the whole year. It's pretty good. And even better... If you sign up now, you get 25% off your membership. So pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBod today and your future self will thank you. Get 25% off your membership at fitbod.me forward slash dirty. That's 25% off at fitbod.me 
forward slash dirty. And yeah, I mean, 25% off. What's 25% off uh, 60? Is that $12? 25% off 60 is $15. I'm a terrible at math. So for 45 bucks for the year, you get a personalized app that helps you with your workouts, helps you stay in shape. It can track everything. So go do that right now, Dirtballs. Fitbod.me forward slash dirty. And uh, this will be great because now Fitbot will give me new workouts to do my next thing where I get addicted to. Maybe Fitbot can combine my love of coasters with a workout. Do you have any workouts I can do upside down? Yeah. We'll work out while I'm riding the Banshee. <laughs> oh, and guess what? Kings Island, once it closes... They have Haunt Fest and then Winter Fest. Bro, that, that season pass gives me a full year. Anything is possible. Every time I hear about the uh, about a amusement park becoming a haunted thing, I, the only thing that ever comes to mind now that I've been in L.A. 10 years, you hear it in the radio every fall, not scary farm. Oh, my God. And I'm like, hey, guys, you have a you have a board of execs, right? There's no one fucking there who could tell you that it sounds like you're saying it is not scary farm. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Cause it's not scary farm for people who yeah. don't know. Like K-N-O-T, not scary. Yeah. So the Clippers made a trade. Do you like this? Um not really, but so like, so they trade really... Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo. How's this guy's name pronounced? Ituro. Yeah. To Grizzlies for Eric Bledsoe. I just, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure if this is like a preemptive move. Is this like a move for another move? Listen, Rondo was bad for them last year. Um, but like Bledsoe, they got back the best player. And like, does it help them? Yeah, a little bit. But like at the cost, like Bledsoe's getting paid a lot. And, you know, I just, I, I think, yes, it makes their team better as a roster. But if you're trying to, build this team like does this push push them over the edge like they're not better they're not better than the lakers the suns the nuggets the jazz anyway in my opinion uh i just don't think long term this is like all that helpful you're taking on more money and you're losing you're taking on at least one guy on a roster spot that's you know he he's the best player of the of the trade, but he's the most expensive. How much does he help you? Like, yes, he helps them a little bit. I don't think Clippers know what they're doing. I just don't. I don't know. Like, like none of these moves have worked so far. I mean, they went to their first ever conference finals last year. I know, but okay, fair enough. They're also in the kind of title or bust phase of the team. Well, I mean, I think so. And, and I think that that's the, 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 
the reason that you could justify it if you were trying to a little bit is that, you know, Kawhi is there for what, four years now? Like their window is the Kawhi Paul George window. But like, that's why I'm like, maybe if this is a move to spin another move, like if this is a sign that they're going to like mix things up a lot. Oh, okay. That's fine. I just like, great. It's fine. Like, do I approve of the deal for the Clippers? Sure. If you guys want to do this, like it's not a terrible deal. It just doesn't really, I just don't know what it actually accomplishes. Yeah. They got the best player, but they got the best player for the most money. So to me, it seems like if you're building around those two guys, you almost want cap flexibility. You almost want to be getting rid of guys so that, I mean, obviously there's no, the free agency is essentially over, but like having room, I don't know if this is like a, a guy that they can then trade at that deadline, but like, you're going to have to be buyers, not sellers. Yeah. The crazy thing is like, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a not a nothing deal in my opinion, other than the fact that like, yeah, Rondo wasn't great. Bledsoe would be better. He's a good player. He's a good player. Sure. Well, like I said, I just, I just feel like there's not a direction after after they got Paul George and Kawhi, I just feel like they're kind of wandering around mindlessly through the desert. I just I just don't think that these pieces they they keep trying to do make me say, oh, now they're gonna win a title or they're gonna really right. contend for a title. I agree. Have you seen any of these new uh, penalties in the NFL for taunting? I just saw one clip. I guess it was the guy, was it in the Colts game? We dragged like five guys and then got up and like did the fucking I'm a man. And then they like. I mean, this is pretty stupid. So this came out last week. We didn't talk about it yet. The NFL's annual rule change will point to an emphasis on strictly enforcing the taunting rules in 2021 two violations is an automatic ejection i hate this man it's stupid because i actually like i don't it's gonna be our it's 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 like everything else it's arbitrary and it's up to the ref and now totally and you know what this does it just gives the refs more power but also it's going to be one of those things they're going to call it on one guy they're not going to call it on another guy you're going to say this you're going to say that like uh, first of all, I just think taking the emotion of celebrating out of the game is stupid. But also, I I'm I'm fine with saying like, okay, we're not going to slit, we're not going to do throat slitting in front of people. We're not going to fucking you know, take your finger and put it in some guy's face and do the matumbo because a quarterback overthrows him by ten yards. Like the the in the the like get in your face taunt. Okay, like I understand if you want to take that out of the game, but the idea that the one clip I saw is a guy flexing on the field. Like, so now we're not like, are we not celebrating first downs anymore? Are we not celebrating? Like the idea that now all celebrations are potentially punishable is stupid, but this is what the NFL does. They make a rule. It goes horrifically. They refuse to change it. 
the refs can't justify anything that they do because they're fucking neither here nor there. Tom Brady will throat slit in front of somebody at the end of the game and do double finger birds in somebody's face max. He won't get fucking penalized for it. He'll go to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, every other player. And then the Chiefs will lose in the Super Bowl because, like, Pat Mahomes puts his finger up after a touchdown. It's like, what will happen? One of the reasons that this is implemented was from the Super Bowl last year. That is one of the reasons. When uh, Winfield kept taunting Tyreek Hill, and they're saying, and that that was obviously on the national, the, the global stage. I hate it, man. I, I just like guys should be able to show emotion. I like the shit talking. I like the trash talk. I like all that. Who cares? It's a violent sport. It's a fast paced game. Guys are beating the hell out of each other. Let them taunt. Let them talk trash. Who cares? Who does this help? Who is this rule helping? Is this helping the 75 the year old guy who's like, back in my day, you act like you've been there before? Who's this yeah, helping? Pretty much. The guys who like the, the amount of things that the NFL caters to five guys who write physical letters. If your complaint to the NFL comes with a stamp on it, I, I want to throw it in the trash without opening it. I've never gotten so many letters as to the time. Here's whose opinion should no longer matter. People who write letters. You have missed your window or just old people. Sorry. Yeah, that's who's writing letters. Like, you should have your opinion. Old people could get your opinion on other things. I'm all for it because you've lived a long life. You've earned it. Not in this regard. Sorry, old people. You're out. You've seen a lot of things. You have wisdom. Cool. I'll go to you for some advice. You've earned it. Hmm. You haven't earned advice on a guy waving his finger at somebody or flexing his muscles after he has a big run. But all the refs are boomers. Yeah. And again, all this does is gives them more power, which I hate. And again, this is up to their discretion. That's the worst part. Yeah. They Uh, can't even get calls right that are black and white rules. Sure. Yeah. I know. So remember, remember when we had uh, the flopping? Remember the NFL was finding guys for flopping? Yeah. Now we just don't find guys for flopping anymore. We just stopped. Now just flopping happens all the time. Now we never just don't do anything about it. Yeah. So the field of dreams game was last week and we talked about it, but we got a call from uh, a dirt ball who was in the thick of it. And, he, and he's got two calls. I'm actually going to play both calls. So uh, it's kind of good to hear an insider view of someone who was there. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. And we'll uh let me pull up Michael's calls. Hey Andy and Joe. It's Michael from Bellevue, Iowa, 45 minutes away from Dyersville and home of the Field of Dreams. Uh this is likely gonna take more than a minute, Ruther, so apologize. Uh, but hey, just wanted to call in and give some highlights from a local's perspective um, on the Field of Dreams game the other night. Uh, we were actually lucky enough to be asked to be volunteers for MLB's and Fox's dress rehearsal. Uh, we were there Tuesday and Thursday, and we were the ones acting as the ball players coming out of the corn as they announced the starting lineups. And the second day was pretty cool. Uh, 
Kevin Costner was there for that rehearsal, and we were about shoulder to shoulder with him for about two hours. And at one point, my dad looked over to him and said, your shoulder ready? He goes, it's more than ready. He was throwing off the first pitch, obviously. Um, as a baseball player growing up and huge fan of the movie, it was pretty surreal getting to walk out of the corn onto the field with Costner with the movie soundtrack blasted. It just gave you goosebumps, man, and uh, made you tear up. It was pretty damn special. Uh, seeing all the visuals and the stadium and the sunset at the game, it was a pretty proud moment being from Iowa and having our area showcased the way it was. I have to give MLB credit on this one. They really knocked it out of the park. Um, now I got a few Michael nugs for you. Um, it was already confirmed there will be a game there next year, but I have some inside sources telling me uh, it will for sure be the Cubs and other team is yet to be determined. Uh, and this last nug just fit the script of the game's Hollywood ending. The first White Sox player to hit a walk-off home run against the Yankees was in 1919 by none other than Shoeless Joe Jackson. That's pretty freaking wild. Uh, yeah, lastly, I would highly encourage anyone making the trip to Iowa to see the movie site. It's pretty damn special. Lately, each year, they have a softball game. Where- okay, so I, I got to finish up the rest of the call, and then we'll discuss everything, because he tells this funny story based on what he's about to talk about. Hey, it's Michael from Iowa. I think I got cut off there in the time limit. Uh, hey, lastly, I was just saying about the Field of Dreams, uh, I would highly encourage anyone making the trip to Iowa uh, to come see the movie site. Um, it's pretty damn special. Lately, each year, they have a softball game where the legends of the game get invited back to play. They've had people here like Johnny Bench, Frank Thomas, Ozzie Smith, Wade Boggs, Pete Rose, etc. They all come out of the corn, and they all play a game. Uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, fun fact, one year they had the cast of Major League here, and Charlie Sheen was here, and it was just a goddamn mess. Uh, my buddy actually met up with him at a local bar afterwards, um, and Putty ended up staying in this hotel room with him, and apparently Sheen was so bombed, he shit the bed and just left the hotel. Uh, but, yeah, if you all come visit, I'll hook you up with a place to stay, take you out on the pontoon on the Mississippi. Good times. All right, guys, thanks for your time. Stay dirty. I love how he tells us all these great things, and my takeaway, of course, I'm just fascinated. <laughs> Charlie Sheen shot the bed. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's a maniac. Charlie Sheen. What a fucking crazy person. Yeah. Uh, I think that's awesome. Sounds like, sounds like an unbelievable experience. Really cool to get to hang with Costner. And you know, this, this book ends the show for us a little bit because I believe I saw it was the highest rated major league baseball game in 16 seasons or something like that. A regular season baseball game. Um, And you know, it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning. Like, why doesn't baseball do more shit like this? And they do. And it's a, 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 a wild success. And yet everything about baseball on a, on a general season is, you know, they don't do anything like this. So you would think this is just in line with what we were saying, like be creative, stop fucking banning social media accounts for sharing your, content like embrace the game of baseball that so many people love and obviously this is proof people want to support it still give them an opportunity to do it give them something special give them some excitement and uh you know i gotta say the one thing i kind of disagree with i know it's not fair um but 
football uh, has Thanksgiving games. And now we've added the third game, which honestly I said last year, like, I don't love it. Um, just because the tradition was always two. Now I also admitted last year when prime time started, I was like, I'm glad there's another football game. So, you know, it's just a great thing to have football on Thanksgiving, but through the years, it's always been Cowboys. It's always been lions. I think rotate the team that plays against the white Sox, but just have it be the white Sox. Yeah. Well, he DM me personally. He said he heard it's rats and Cubs next year. Will you go to that? I don't have 10 G sitting around. Is that how much tickets were? Yeah. They were going for like 10 grand. Now, if Yoshi hooks me up with an experiment, maybe I can do it. It'd be pretty cool to go. It'd be awesome. And obviously it'll get less expensive as the years go on. But even just going to that park to view it, you know. Yeah. Um, to check it out middle of iowa then you drink you drink you walk in there with a hundred bucks man you're buying the whole bar for the night that's what probably charlie sheen did yeah that's a, that's a classic charlie sheen move just leave i shot all over the place they're like well they're probably like hey we're going to charge your credit card to uh refurbish the entire hotel and he's like great i don't care yeah he, it's probably, you know, the he's probably the new owner of the hotel. Sure. Yeah, it, it it really worked out to have the game end on the Tim Anderson walk off to have the sunset. I mean, it could not have worked out better for me. It was awesome. Baseball. The game was awesome. It was it was great. Um, you know, the, I thought they did an amazing job with the field. I thought there was, you know, there's some parts of it where I was like, mm, it's a little too nice. But like, I think they did it as good a job as they could have considering all the things that they needed to like, I like the hand done scoreboard, you know, did they need a jumbotron and left? Like, obviously you need a batter's eye, you know, you need something in center field for the pitcher, for the batters to have a background on. You couldn't go out there. And I like the scoreboard and right. Did we need a jumbotron and left? Yeah. Did we need it? Yeah. I'm anti jumbotron. I'm not anti jumbotron in stadiums in general, but they no, are. for that game, I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty awesome, though. Costner was really, uh, was really acting it up too. That's cool. He got to be part of the dress rehearsal. You don't even think about that stuff. Yeah, it's great. So. Well, if you guys have any calls, give us a ring 310-359-8365. Let me know of anything I've been tricked on this week. You got got. You got got, Ruther. Not the first time. It won't be the last. <laughs> it won't be the last. You know, whatever. But Morgan, aren't you in like Oregon? Smoke some weed, man. You're a little worked up. Relax. By the way, I, I do find I, I do take a little bit of ironic pleasure in Morgan calling. Do, do you remember? Do you remember my beef with Morgan? <laughs> Morgan literally got got by a WWE style fake UFC fight. And now he's upset with you <laughs> that you got got. 
Morgan angrily called this show because this little like one act play that Dana White had fucking actors participate in to hype up a Conor McGregor fight. He was so sure it was real. I mean, Morgan, you're angry at Ruther. You should consider this. Consider Ruther arguing that this all did happen and that he what he didn't get got. That he's very like, how dare you question that Jason Kidd didn't go to a water park? That's you, Morgan. So the I the irony that you're the guy who called. Forgot about that. He, he made two- his name on this podcast by getting got by Dana White. How by the way, did anybody end up in jail for that assault? What whatever happened? Anybody ever did Conor McGregor didn't do time? Why didn't Conor McGregor do time for blinding a guy? It's crazy that he didn't do time for his criminal blinding of another UFC fighter. And they didn't even kick him out of the UFC. He just kept fighting. He's still fighting to this day. Just no, just Trevor Bauer accusations can't play baseball. Conor McGregor blinded a dude by throwing a chair through a window. Didn't serve any time. Still fights in the UFC. Morgan, you should be ashamed that you've made that phone call. Wow. And by the way, I'm angry at Ruther for getting got as well. But I'm just saying, Ruther's didn't make his name on the show by being the guy who got got. By the way, I like the sideshow shirt. Yeah. That's comfy. Soft shirt. Soft shirt. Yeah. And uh, and you know what? I don't have mine. I don't have it. Ex-girlfriend. Rip. I mean, she used to say the same thing. Oh, it's so soft. I'm going to send a letter in the mail. I'm going to go boomer. I would like my soft side so shirt back in the next two weeks so I can wear around to Kings Island. All right, that's the show, guys. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Drop a podcast review. If you do, please leave your Twitter Instagram handle, and I'll send you two koozies. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. Yeah, I'm plugging myself. Or you can follow me at Coaster Bros. No, that's not real. Guys, uh, I will be in New Orleans for shows October 1st and 2nd at Comedy House New Orleans. I'm so excited for these shows. Friday, Saturday shows. Sunday, Giants versus saints if you go to my uh instagram uh, at joe prano ticket link is now available and in the bio i can't wait for these shows i'm so excited new club in new orleans one of my favorite cities in america a weekend of a giants game uh it's you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a fantastic weekend so go to my uh instagram ticket link in bio get some tickets uh late shows preferred but if you can't make a late show i get it but late shows preferred because then we can go out after in new orleans uh follow me on instagram at joe prano all other social media at joe prano except for twitter at fix your life and uh see you guys soon all right that is our show much love for all the support give us a ring if you want to yell at me 310-359-8365 Have a great start to your week. We'll see you guys in a few days. And as always, stay dirty.